Hello, hello. This is Alicia Young, and welcome to Teach Me Freedom. This podcast is about learning how to live a freer life from authors, entrepreneurs, and experts. Those who have done it and who teach others how to do it as well, and what it feels like while applying those methods to our lives along the way. Every episode will deliver resources, anecdotes, and or reviews to support you in living a more freedom-filled life. Let's jump in. Please note the video version of this episode is available on YouTube at Teach Me Freedom. The link is also mentioned in the show notes. Enjoy. Freedom Finders, this episode is part one of two, and it was a conversation with Dave Rico and discussing his book, How to Be an Adult, a handbook on psychological and spiritual integration. And the reason that I had stumbled upon this book is, I think I I got this book while I was in school several years ago, and I noticed that I was having difficulty with feeling like I was a mature individual. I was noticing these things from the way I would respond in certain relationships and to feeling overwhelmed in life. and. I just didn't feel like I was acting my age, but I just didn't know how to be any different, even though I was doing my best. So really excited to share this conversation with you. And what I take away from this book, that one of the main takeaways is that is that adulthood and maturity is, re- is related to integrating fragmented aspects of ourselves and Dave is going to do a much better job of summarizing what his book is about Uh, but this is a great episode or these two episodes will be great episodes for you if you're looking into maturity spirituality and psychology and also just figuring out how to be more mentally stable and emotionally stable along with how to be more strong and grounded in yourself as a person. So please reach out to Dave and check out his other books if this feels like it's a a great conversation that resonates with you. And please feel free to reach out to me at teachmefreedom2020 at gmail.com if you have any questions or feedback or suggestions for future episodes. Without further ado, enjoy. Welcome to the show, Dave Rico. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So Dave, please, please tell us about your book and summarize, summarize your book for us and why it was important to you to write this book. How to be an adult and the concept of integrating our psychological work with our spiritual practice was always a fascinating topic for me. And this is my very first book the one that we're talking about, how to be an adult. And I followed it up later uh, with how to be an adult in relationships. Mm. And that's the one that's the most popular of all my books. But in any case, this one has uh, what I would consider a good summary of the basic issues that we have to look at if we want to make that transition from seeing the world from a wish perspective to a reality perspective. 
And that is the difference between the childhood and the adult versions of ourselves. So I try to show in the course of those very short chapters that are in the book, uh, some of the basic issues that we would want to look at and integrate as, shall we say, the basic tasks, developmental tasks for any person who wants to mature. So the first issue is what's left over from childhood, resentments toward our parents, anything that still is, that we're still holding on to that feels incomplete about how we were brought up. And then how do we become assertive in the world, stand up for ourselves as adults? How do we um, handle relationships with other people, especially intimate relationships? How do we look at the side of ourselves that we've been hiding, which Jung calls the shadow self? How do our dreams figure in? How does our spirituality figure in? And uh, the book gives practical hints on how to work with each of these. Although, of course, uh, therapy would also be helpful on any of those topics. <laughs> so I'm really happy with the way the book came out. And I've gotten many positive comments about it. And I'm glad I was able to help a lot of people through it. Definitely. Yes, it's, it's, and it's an interesting undertaking, like just that even the title, how to, how to become an adult, because I remember when I saw it, when I saw that, because I came across it because I was just feeling kind of immature, even though biologically my age was increasing. I just felt like I like emotionally immature and just felt like I don't, don't know how to orient in the world. And um, other people I've talked to also experienced that. So I was really curious about what kind of adventure you would take us on in this book. And honestly, reading this and rereading it two times, I still feel like there's more to go back into it, go back into. But as you've shared in that wonderful summary, there are some topics that we're going to touch on that kind of give us an idea of what you touch on on the surface, but that you mm. go into more depth in the book itself. Good. Oh, um, I appreciate that, Alicia. And I'm <laughs> glad it's helping. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Dave. Uh, so the first, the first topic we'll jump into is, okay, so I'm going to do my best to kind of to kind of um, summarize this, but please, you are the author of this and you are the expert on this and you've studied this at, in, at depth. So please uh, feel free to round out any gaps that I leave and in this. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, one of the aspects that you, you talked about, you mentioned it as well, the idea of uh, fragmentation and part of becoming an adult is integrating the aspects of ourselves so we can become whole. And the different aspects of ourselves that you touched upon included the ego along with the psyche. And with the ego, you broke it down into the functional ego versus the neurotic ego. And then in our psyche, so our self, you broke it down into the conscious and the unconscious self. So really like to know more about 
why it is so important to integrate these aspects of ourselves. And if you could give us a, a breakdown of about what each of these aspects are and how they interconnect with one another. Sure. Well, first of all, all of those terms that you just used are from the Jungian synthesis, Carl Jung. That's the person that I mainly follow in the realm of psychology. The distinction, the psyche is the entire body-mind reality of ourselves. And then within the psyche, sometimes we're conscious, as we are right this minute, for instance, and when we're asleep, we're unconscious. So every day we're both conscious and unconscious. But in addition to our being conscious during the day, unconscious at night, we also, throughout the entire day, act from motivations that are unconscious. So even though we consciously uh, choose to have uh, a snack at 10 o'clock at night uh, and think, oh, this is because I'm hungry, mm. it could actually be because I feel empty or bored and I'm trying to fill myself with food. And maybe I was brought up to believe that food fixes things. So my going for that snack has unconscious features that I'm certainly not aware of. That's the nature of being unconscious. But that if I could start to become conscious of my motivations, then instead of being in pieces, like here, my childhood's here, my neediness is here, my loneliness is here, and they're all jumbling around and food is the answer, then uh, that's the fragmentation. But when you sit there and say, no, I'm just gonna sit here and feel bored and feel lonely and nothing terrible is gonna happen to me by doing this and I don't need to go to the fridge. So that would be an example of how your functional ego is stepping in, whereas your neurotic ego, the part of us that is still acting from unconscious motivations based on past experience, that's how it comes together so that you will act from a clearer place. And at the same time, um, when you mentioned the, about the ego, it's the Latin word for I, meaning ourselves. And it always can go in one of the two directions. So for instance, when I stop at a stop sign, a full stop, that's my functional ego directing me. Why is it functional? Because I'm acknowledging that I live in a world where safety is important. I have a particular goal, which is to get somewhere, and I'm going to fulfill my goal by obeying the laws, traffic laws along the way. And finally, I will not wind up getting a fine or going to jail for doing something that I didn't really have to do. Mm -hmm. So my functional ego, my executive power is directing me. But 
when I turn to alcohol or drugs as an escape from problems, that's not my functional ego. Now I'm in my neurotic ego. Neurotic is an old word which now is described as you're being directed by your anxieties. Mm-hmm. That's what came to mind. And, you know, you have the anxiety of having to face something you don't want to face. And so you turn to something that will help you avoid it. That's the neurotic ego at work. And all of us act from both ego dimensions in the course of the day. Mm-hmm. So we just want to get more and more functional and less and less neurotic. <laughs> That's our goal. Mm-hmm. And that we, that would be the equivalence of becoming an adult. Mm-hmm. That less and less am I driven by my neurotic motivations and more and more I'm acting in accord with what sane functional people do to get themselves through the day. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for walking us through that. And I so appreciate that you use the topic of, of a very relatable topic of eating, like emotional eating or just like not being mindful about eating and thinking that the decision is really ours, but we're driven by like emotions. We're not, not uh, bringing into consideration or just wanting to ignore and just suppress. And two questions for you. So the first one, and please forgive me if you have written this book already and I haven't come across it as yet, but when is your book next book coming out about addiction, like overcoming addiction, such as food addiction, as you've talked a lot about (laughs) the relationship between our unconscious ego, how our unconscious self drives us to, to, you know, to fulfill addictive behaviors. And I feel like that's a big, that's a huge aspect of it. And just overall in addictive, addictive behaviors, even if whether it's food or whether it's spending money, uh, whether it's alcohol, just addictions in general. Uh, I don't have a book coming up or any book just on addiction. Okay. But my recent book is called Triggers. Mm, And it's about how we get triggered by our fears or by our shadow side, by our childhood issues. And so that would be the closest to that topic. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So I would recommend that as a, <laughs> as a possible next book to go to if you're interested. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. So listeners, Freedom Finders can also take a look at that as well. I'll make sure to post Dave's information so you can look up all of the material that he's written as well that he's discussing here. Too. Yeah, it's all on the website. So DaveRico.com. Awesome. So make sure you check that out talked about one of the goals of becoming an adult is operating more so from our functional ego as opposed to the neurotic ego. And then you also talked about the executive brain. And so another topic that you touch upon in the book as well is the important practice of meditation. And so when you mentioned that, it just got me, it reminded me of uh, back when I regularly practiced meditation and I need to get back into it also being reminded from your book is that it really stimulates the prefrontal cortex of our brain and strengthens it. And that's also connected to executive functioning. So 
Can you talk more about the relationship between meditation and that connection to strengthening the our ability to function operate from the or our ability to focus more on functioning from the um, functional ego mm-hmm. and and that relationship to being an adult? Yes. When you sit in mindfulness meditation, you're basically committing yourself to focus on the here and now and attention to your breathing is the pathway to remind you to come back to the here and now. And what we're noticing as we're sitting in meditation is that all kinds of thoughts come through our minds. These thoughts have to do with fear, desire, craving, judgments, self-criticisms, blaming of others, and all of these are exactly the playground of the neurotic ego. That's what keeps us anxious, all those kinds of thoughts. So here's a program, namely meditation, that suggests that when those come into your mind, you just let them pass through rather than grabbing one and holding on to it and making yourself stick to it. Instead, you're just letting these neurotic uh, thoughts and desires pass through and you keep coming back to the here and now, which is the equivalent of coming back to the sane adult functional executive power of your brain, as you said, the prefrontal cortex, as opposed to the primitive brain, the limbic system, in which you might be caught in the amygdala Mm. of where the fears are, the primitive fears. So meditation is actually a, a practice that helps us become more adults just automatically because the adult is the person who operates from prefrontal cortex more and more. In other words, is more and more functional (laughs) rather than operating from the primitive fear department. That's the connection between meditation and becoming more adult. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just, (laughs) Just hearing you say that is a really good reminder that like when it comes to different things that we can do, meditating for the most part is free. And, and I remember in your book, you mentioned like there are things that we do where we're, we're improving for certain goals. So we're doing work to, to achieve certain outcomes. But then when you talk about spirituality, there's no end point. It's just, we're, we're continuing to do it to continue to grow, but there's no end point. Um, And so meditation, as you talked about that, that reminds me of, of what you mentioned there. That's a good way to put it. Um, it's not like building a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the building is complete, uh, you can move in. The house has been built. The psyche is not in that category. The psyche is more like building a cathedral, which is never totally complete. There all, there's always more to be fixed. There's always something that has to be attended to. There's always an addition that has to be added. 
a new picture coming in, a new statue coming in, an old, old candles being thrown away, new candles coming in. So um, it's a lifelong, it's a permanent lifelong process. And um, by spirituality, I mean the part that we pay attention to that which is beyond what we see and even imagine ourselves to be. So a good way to, uh, the simple word <clears throat> that describes spiritual consciousness is more. I, when I look at nature, there's more than what meets the eye in it. When I look at myself, there's more than what I see in the mirror. When I look at my motivations, there's more than what I tell myself my motivation is. So when you get into this practice of the more, and in meditation, the more is the here and now, you start becoming um, deeper in the way you see things, because you realize there's a mystery in things. Uh, a lively energy that you'll never totally control and that you'll never totally understand. And it's uh, beautiful and, and continually blooming. And you just uh, honor it mm. and bow to it as, you know, in the Buddhist idea of bowing. And uh, you're even bowing to that bigness in yourself. And the interesting thing about addiction is, ironically, it also looks for more, but in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. It thinks if I have more alcohol, I'll feel better. And, and you're on track because you're looking for more. That, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But you're unfortunately not using more as a metaphor. You're taking it literally. Having thinking that it has to do with amount, the mm -hmm. amount that you drink. That isn't a true more. A more is a deeper sense of what's going on or what something means. So anyway, that yeah. that's kind of what I mean by spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I bring that in throughout the book. Yes. <clears throat> yes. I I just want to take a moment to say that. Um like rereading your book has been very healing for me because I'm just currently going through um, stuff with work. And, you know, sometimes with work, you can be very performance based. And sometimes you may be working, like, for example, in contracts and just not knowing what's going to happen at the end of the contract. And I, I as I'm reading this book, I'm remembering something that uh, uh, some somebody who I dated in the past, they they, I was really trying to make things work with them. And they were like, why are you forcing this? And so as I was reading your book, it just reminded me of that aspect of like holding on too tightly sometimes. And then, and then you talk about things like boundaries, which we, we may get some time to talk about, but just this aspect of just letting go and understanding that there's things beyond our senses and things are moving and, and, and I'll just keep that as a point of mind because I know that something that we're going to talk about as well is assertiveness. Um, mm -hmm. But that's something else that that came to mind of like that idea of just 
being able to let go, say your part and then let go of, you cannot control anything completely. So yeah, so we can touch more on that in a moment, but I wanted to see if there was anything you wanted to add there. Uh, no, I like what you said. Makes sense. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> I'm just taking it from you. So <laughs> yeah. I can't take the credit. <laughs> Alrighty, Freedom Finders. So we are going to take a pause right here to give you some time to meditate on what we've discussed so far and tune in next week for part two of the conversation with Dave Rico on his book, How to Be an Adult, a handbook on psychological and spiritual integration. See you then. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Teach Me Freedom podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and found it beneficial. Feel free to reach out to us at teachmefreedom2020 at gmail.com. And if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the show on your favorite platform for streaming content. Feel free to comment and leave a four or five star review if you feel so inclined. Connect with you next time.